Good morning. Until the day of his death, Malcolm Baldwin worked to preserve the green spaces of Loudoun. Now, a fund in his name at the Land Trust of Virginia will continue that work. For Tuesday, December 4th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase, rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the Morning Minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Environmental attorney, conservationist, and former Board of Supervisors candidate Malcolm Baldwin died on November 12th. From the time he came to Loudoun, a county he watched changed dramatically from his farm near Lovettsville. He worked to preserve its green spaces. Now his family seeks to continue that work with a fund to help preserve small farms through the Land Trust of Virginia. That fund will help to set up a conservation easement in which landowners give up development rights on their land and permanently protect that land from development in the future. Baldwin was a board member at the Land Trust, and he put his farm at Weatherly in a conservation easement with the Land Trust. But it wasn't the first home in Northern Virginia for the Baldwin family. His wife, Pamela Baldwin, an accomplished voice for conservation in her own right, said in the 1970s the couple built a house in Great Falls. Then they went to work in Sri Lanka from 1988 to 1993, and their trips home in the summer gave them a stop-motion view of how the area changed. Pamela said every time they came back, there were more McMansions. So they moved further west. In 1992, they bought Weatherly outside Levittsville. There they set up a farm and, as I said, put it into conservation easement. But they were never typical small farmers. They never had to live off the land there and is never their primary source of income. For small farmers, the costs of putting land in the conservation easement can be too much. Often, Pamela said, they're just making ends meet. One of Malcolm and Pamela's children, Rebecca Baldwin Fuller, said the idea for a fund came as they were trying to write the obituary. The family didn't want flowers. They wanted some sort of donation to a cause that mattered to Malcolm. They landed, of course, on conservation easements. For a landowner with property values being what they are, giving up the nest egg of selling your land to a developer isn't always easy. Fuller said she's seen farmland in her own neighborhood in Waterford disappear, replaced by suburb. And she said as parents stop farming the land and their children aren't interested in farming, it makes sense for the children to sell the farm. And so farms drop off the map one by one. So the idea for the fund, to help those small farmers afford to preserve that land while it's still farmland. Baldwin's career was shaped by a lifelong dedication to saving the planet. Upon graduating from the University of Chicago Law School, he went to work in the then-new field of environmental law and policy, convened the first National Conference on Environmental Law, and served as Senior Environmental Law and Policy Specialist at the White House Council on Environmental Quality during the administration of President Jimmy Carter. He would go on to work overseas with helping local officials in Sri Lanka, as I mentioned, establish that country's environmental laws and policies, among other work. And in 2002, he retired to Weatherly, turning his endless energy to growing wine grapes, raising sheep, and protecting rural lands and businesses in Loudoun. 
Here, he co-founded Save Rural Loudoun, was active in the Virginia Farm Bureau, helped create the Lovettsville Cooperative Market, and served on the Loudoun County Rural Economic Development Council and on the boards of the Piedmont Environmental Council and the Land Trust of Virginia. And Land Trust of Virginia Board Chairman Chris Dematatis said on that board, Baldwin was always the voice for small farmers. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, Leesburg Elementary School has a new principal. The Loudoun County School Board has appointed Sean Lacey as the school's new principal. He replaces Angie Robinson, who took a job with Fairfax County. Lacey is already a familiar face in Leesburg. He's been the school's assistant principal for a year and a half. He said in a release posted on the Loudoun County Public Schools website that he's thankful to already know the lay of the land and doesn't plan on making any major changes. Lacey started his career in education as a special education teacher in Georgia and Florida. In 2010, he moved to Loudoun County, where he taught special education at Seneca Ridge and Eagle Ridge Middle Schools for three years. He then served as dean at Eagle Ridge Middle School before taking the assistant principal post at Leesburg Elementary. He holds a bachelor's degree from Mercer University in Georgia and a master's degree in educational leadership from Strayer University. A man from West Virginia faces a slew of criminal charges after an altercation with Loudoun deputies and a state trooper on Route 7 in Leesburg on Friday night. According to the sheriff's office, deputies and troopers were called to the area of the Leesburg Bypass and West Market Street just before 9.30 p.m. on November 30th for a report of a disorderly man who had stopped his vehicle in the roadway and was kicking passing vehicles. The man allegedly assaulted an off-duty officer, a trooper, and a deputy during the course of the initial incident. After he was taken into custody, he allegedly continued to resist law enforcement and kicked another deputy. Freddie L. Jackson III, 38 years old, was charged by the Virginia State Police with four counts of assault on law enforcement, four counts of obstruction of justice, two counts of disorderly conduct, preventing law enforcement from making an arrest, and DWI. And let's take a rare moment here on the Morning Minute to talk about sports. I love sports. We have a lot of great sports teams here, but I don't often get to put them in the podcast. The Loudoun Valley cross-country team made history on Saturday, winning the NXN Championship for the second consecutive year. The team was the first ever to repeat as champions since NXN was founded in 2004 and did so while scoring 77 points, improving over last year's mark of 89 in cross-country Fewer points are better. Junior Carlos Schultz led the team, finishing 30th overall at the time of 15 minutes and 32 seconds. Two other Viking runners finished in the top 40. Sam Affelder was 31st with the time of 15 minutes, 33.2 seconds. And Jacob Hunter was 39th with a team of 15 minutes, 38.9 seconds. The second place team, uh, Temecula, had a score of 114. And Stonebridge and Woodgrove High Schools are headed to the state football championships. Woodgrove battled in overtime on Saturday to win the VHSL 4A semifinal over previously undefeated Blacksburg. Stonebridge turned back North Stafford to secure a spot in the 5A state championship for the third time in four years. At noon December 8th at Hampton University, Stonebridge will face undefeated Highland Springs, a team that ran up 71 points in its semifinal matchup against previously undefeated Mari on Saturday and defeated the Bulldogs in the 2015 and 2016 state championship games. Playing in Christiansburg on Saturday, Woodgrove and Lake Taylor ended regulation in a 20-20 tie after holding the Bruins to a field goal in the first overtime possession. Woodgrove quarterback Graham Walker hit wide receiver Ben Castellano on a five-yard touchdown pass to give the Wolverines a 26-23 win. 
Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, join Old Ox Brewery and the Loudon County Public Library at 6.30 p.m. for Science on Tap. This month, go behind the scenes of the FBI's bomb lab with Chief Explosives Scientist Kirk Yeager. After a terrorist bomb goes off, the race to put it back together begins, and it's usually led by Jaeger. Hear about how the FBI investigates terrorist-made explosives and works to find new ways to detect and stop them. It's tonight at Old Ox Brewery in Ashburn at 6.30 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, make decorative art. Hold on. How to make decorative art. There's a word for it. All right, well, we don't have time for this. Anyway, make a decorative rug with the Morning Minute logo and tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.